Hello and welcome to Keeping It Real, where we're going to dive into the mysterious world of plastic surgery. My name's Alex and each episode I'm sitting down with the respected surgeons Dr Richard Bloom and Dr Kim Taylor from Replastic Surgery and we're going to ask all the hard questions that you want the answers to. Moist and not coming in saying I want to look like Posh Spice or Pamela Anderson. And so it can be quite life-changing for them and um, we see improvements in their self-esteem, their confidence. If someone's had good work done, then no, I don't, I don't believe it is obvious. If you're having a breast augmentation, you know, you don't want to be going to the plastic surgeon who does road trauma. Breakups are hard, but some people, the breakup actually leads to them deciding to change themselves, some more drastically than others. And for many women, it's a time that they start on the plastic surgery journey. This episode, we're gonna talk about why some women choose to get plastic surgery after losing a loved one. We're also gonna touch on Khloe Kardashian's hit show, The Revenge Body, which is themed all about reinventing yourself after a breakup. It's gonna be an interesting episode. Welcome, Richard and Kim. Hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. So obviously Chloe Kardashian's hit show, The Revenge Body, has been very, very popular and it's all themed around reinventing yourself after a breakup. Richard, is this a common thing for people to go and get surgery after they've broken up with a loved one? You know, it's actually not that uncommon. So uh, the typical scenario is someone's been in a long-term marriage, it maybe hasn't been the happiest of marriages and they have uh, a separation, and then uh, usually the female is is wanting to do something that, for themselves. Um, so I do see it not that uncommonly. Uh, it, it is sometimes a little bit of a, a red flag. So I, I, it's something I talk to uh, the patient about, and because we want to make sure that they're having the surgery for the right reason. So generally they are very highly motivated patients and they do extremely well, but uh, you do need to be a little bit careful that that the timing um, is right and that, that, because it's obviously a very vulnerable time in their lives for them. And so sometimes that's not the best time to be having surgery, but yeah, I, I do see it. I'm not sure that it's done so much for revenge, but um, it, it's done with with the thought of doing something for themselves after maybe a difficult time in their lives. Oh. Kim, I was going to say to you, because Richard said it wasn't uncommon, is that the same in your experience? Yeah, I was just going to echo um, Richard's comment that he just said then that like, um, women in particular don't really come in, you know, with it, I'm going to get my revenge body. And it, it, that doesn't really seem to be their motivation. It's more the fact that, um, you know, I've been a wife and a mother for uh, X number of years and I've always been looking after other people and now it's time to do something for myself and, um, you know, feel like I want to get my health and my body back on track rather than I want to prove something to my ex. Um, I Like I actually don't think I've ever had someone say that out loud. Maybe it's kind of at the back of their mind, but, you know, part of our job and screening patients and with the consultation process is to assess them for what their mod- motivations for surgery are. And and generally they're, you know, that that would be way, way down the list that it's, it's more a 
a time to do something for myself rather than purely looking after other people. And Richard, just before you were saying that you see it as a red flag, why is it considered a bad thing? Oh, not, not so much that more along what I was saying before that uh, they, they, they may be particularly vulnerable at that stage. They're going through a you know, difficult period and surgery, as we've talked about many times in this podcast, is a bit of a, an emotional roller coaster in the recovery phase. And so you do need some supports. And if the someone who's been very significant in their lives and often there's children involved um, and they're not around for that reason, uh, that could just uh, contribute to sort of some problems in, in the recovery period uh, in terms of their support. So it's a red flag, not that they're not going to do well, but it's a red flag just to make sure that they do have those supports and that they're ready for that period. Because, you know, if things don't go to plan, it can also be something that the ex-partner can use against them in terms of them, you know, you know, that they've contributed to to a problem and you know how that how these things can go. It can get a little bit messy. On the small number of cases that you do have people coming in and saying that they want to do this because of a relationship breakup, is there a particular type of surgery that they're looking for? Um, I would say for women, it, it tends to be that they're often just wanting to restore their bodies back to what they were pre-kids or in their younger years. So um, not uncommonly would be tummy surgery, so tummy tuck type of procedure, abdominoplasty, um, and then uh, maybe with a combination of breast surgery as well. So if they've had kids and um, have breastfed, they may have um, their breasts may have dropped or become empty, so they may be looking at having either a lift or a breast augmentation. Um, but th- yeah, those would be the, the commonest sort of procedures and sometimes in combination as well. In our practice, focus on um, breast and tummy type of procedures. So um, I guess uh, some of these patients may be looking at facial type of procedures, getting those done, but you know, elsewhere. Um, they wouldn't They wouldn't tend to be coming to us for those kind of procedures. It's not so much a revenge body or, or a spite body uh, I think it's just it becomes just a time for them to do something for themselves. I don't, I don't think they're necessarily doing it in in a revengeful way. It's it's more their focus. As Kim was just saying they focus their entire uh, like a lot of their adult life on you know the family and looking after kids, and they've never had an opportunity to do something like this, and then all of a sudden they do. But I don't think it's. I've never seen it specifically to to get back at an ex-partner. Richard, I know that you've had a quick look at the show, Revenge Body. It does seem like it's a very emotional journey. A lot of women in particular talk about what you guys have touched on, about that they're really looking for their confidence to come back and that they're trying to find themselves again. Is that something that people can achieve with surgery if they approach it in the right way? Absolutely. I think a lot of people think of plastic surgery as only being a, a, a physical change, but I think it's way, way more than that. I mean, obviously there's a lot of physical benefits and we've talked about that in other episodes, but the changes that we see in patients in their confidence in the things that they um, are comfortable doing, in how they interact with other people, that really is quite transforming for so many of our patients. And through the Regirls group and the community, we see 
these butterflies emerging from these women after they've they've had a, a tummy tuck or a breast reduction or, or or breast augmentation. So most definitely. And do you ever get women who have been in a relationship that may we're not talking about domestic violence here, but perhaps the partner was a little bit more controlling and so this actually gave them a little bit more of their agency back. Is that the case, Kim? Yes, I think absolutely um, true. And I must admit to having not seen the show, and but it sounds like that's something that's um, very Americanised, I suspect, and that, you know, I'm sure they get... Um, people that are at extreme ends of the spectrum to make good TV. And um, our experience really is, you know, not really so much that kind of, you know, high drama type of patient that a lot of the patients we see are, you know, everyday, everyday women, everyday people that um, have you know, have issues with their appearance or the function of their body and so are looking to improve that. And, yeah, I, th- I think definitely as well specific to your question that there are partners that are supportive um, and are amazing, but there are a lot of, without pushing people to have surgery, but there, there are certainly a lot of um, partners out there who are not encouraging people to to do something for themselves and especially if if that is a a woman in a you know a homemaker wife uh, mother um, type of role to spend you know a few weeks looking after themselves having surgery recovering from surgery having that downtime from being able to um, be closely involved with the family, um, especially if they've got a somewhat of a dysfunctional relationship already. Um, certainly the the partner's not going to be encouraging and um, supportive of that kind of thing. So um, once, you know, I guess once that relationship is properly broken down, then they're, they're in a way free to do, look after themselves and do something for themselves. And in terms of age, do you notice whether it's young people, is it middle-aged? I'm guessing you've seen a lot of marriage breakups, so it's probably is – it, is it more of a middle-aged phenomenon? I would say yes because most of the – especially the abdominal-type procedures are in women that have um, had – children so unless they've had their had their kids at a very very young age which is reasonably uncommon now that it does tend to be women that are more so in their um, late 30s 40s um, even into their 50s and Richard what about men do men seem to have this as well or is it more exclusively a female thing probably harder for us to comment just because it's a smaller percentage of our patients and I don't. I don't want people to get the wrong idea that this is a huge uh, epidemic that we're seeing out there of this surgery being done around marriage breakdowns because it's it's definitely not. Um, but it um, so it, it'd be difficult to comment. I, I can't remember anyone uh, a male who's who's had this sort of surgery uh, around a, a breakup. The other interesting thing, sort of in reverse, is. I have seen women who have been in happy marriages, supposedly, and then had this surgery and then the marriage has ended, um, which is a little bit around the other way and a bit unusual. But I I think my theory around this, I I think that some, as I was saying before, some women 
it's so transformative and they become uh, almost like a different person and, and that balance in that relationship has then been upset and uh, for whatever reason then it, it doesn't doesn't quite work I mean, again it's rare but it's uh, I, ha- I have seen that a couple of times oh are there any repercussions if someone is getting surgery due to a relationship change or breakdown or possibly because they want to get into a relationship with someone is there repercussions to getting surgery for someone else and not purely for yourself Oh, absolutely. And that, as I have said, um, is part of our consultation and our screening um, process. And it really involves getting to know patients and getting to know their motivations for surgery, no matter what it is. And I think it would always be that if if someone is not 100% committed to this is what they want for themselves, then we would be, you know, really questioning what they're having done and why they're having it done and, you know, really possibly not even offering them surgery. And it's interesting because sometimes people walk in the door of the rooms or um, come into a consultation with the, um, this is the operation that I'm going to have type of attitude. And whilst that may be, this is the operation that I would like, our job as specialist plastic surgeons and with our experience is to, yeah, one, assess um, what their motivations for that procedure is, two, whether they're medically fit, and three, whether it's the appropriate procedure for them. And there's certainly patients that Richard and I would be not offering surgery to, even if they were physically suitable for a specific procedure but because their um either their you know mind wasn't in the right place or their expectations um were far outside of what we could achieve so it's a really fine line sometimes and it's really difficult conversation to have to be like you know whilst you are suitable for this procedure and this is what I can achieve for you that your expectations are far beyond that. And so I'm not going to offer you surgery until we can align those goals really, because even though I can do the absolute best operation I could and get a great outcome, if the patient's expectation is something different, then they're never, ever going to be happy. Um, And there are some procedures that are more prone to issues like that. So particularly something like rhinoplasty, which, um, I, you know, I don't perform that surgery anymore. Um, but you know, those are kind of procedures where where people sometimes just have this view of what they're going to look like and end up like, and um, it's just uh, one impossible to achieve or two. Even if you could get a good result, they're still ultimately not going to be happy with that. Yeah, I, I actually had a patient actually just last week who had just come out of a very abusive relationship. I don't want to give too much detail just in case she's listening, but the relationship had ended and this exact scenario, she'd come to see me. She wanted to have some body surgery done that she'd been wanting to have for a long, long time and kids involved. And and she was actually in another relationship already. And surgically, she was a good candidate. I thought she presented... Yeah, that she had everything under control, but I actually raised it with her, my concerns and what I was saying before, it's an emotional roller coaster, and you need to make sure that this is the right time for you to be doing it. And I actually recommended to her that I put her in contact with, there's a psychologist who we've referred to in the past, 
just for her to have, go and have a chat and just talk about whether this is the right time because Kim and I aren't, aren't experts in that area. And, I mean, I wanted her to do it because I thought it was, I think it would provide her with some supports and also some reassurance for both of us that it was the right time in her life to be doing it. Um, and I'm pleased that she has actually gone on and, and done it, but it's almost a little bit of a test because if, if someone says, no, I'm not doing that, and they're totally resistant to the idea, then, you know, that's maybe it, that's maybe someone who, you know, doesn't have insight into some of the potential issues. So the mere fact that she, was, she thought it was a great idea and, and jumped straight into it, sort of was very reassuring to me and um, I, I expect that she'll come to have surgery and will do very, very well. Mm. So it really is a, a mind, about mind and body when you are going on the plastic surgery journey. Absolutely. Yeah, and we've talked about this so many times on this podcast series, but it's not just assessing patients from a surgical and technical point of view. We need to assess them from a medical point of view, their psychosocial point of view, because when things don't go to plan, it, it's not just a surgical wound infection that can be the problem. Uh, it, it is sometimes more that people don't have the uh, supports at home to deal with the recovery period. There's the emotional side of the recovery. There are, as we've been talking about, the changes in their body, their confidence, how other people relate to them. I've got a patient who, uh, at the current patient in the moment, and she, she wants to have her, her breasts reduced and then she's got everyone telling her that they're your best assets. And then, wow. you know, but the problem is these people don't see her out of clothes and they don't understand the neck pain and back pain. That's not an uncommon thing, Alex. I've he heard that many, many times where women, particularly with heavy breasts, they want to have something done and often women with small breasts, a, a, a comment Oh, if I, I wish I had, I had big breasts. I've always wanted to have big breasts, but you know, sometimes you'll be careful what you wish for. Like they don't understand, you know, the the neck and back pain that we've talked about so many times that are relieved with a breast reduction. So it's very important to look at a patient holistically, all aspects of of their their life, their medical history before they go ahead with what is life-changing and serious surgery. One of the common things that people say when they break up from a relationship is that they want a facelift, which is considered a start over for some people, but if they don't want to go that far, is there other anti-aging things that they can do that maybe isn't down the plastic surgery route? Richard? Absolutely. So as you know, we've, we've got a, a MediSkin business which, where we do injectable treatments as well as uh, dermal treatments. And yeah, they're, they're common things that people get into coming into or out of relationships and also around the important events in the calendar. Weddings, date night. Yeah, all those <laughs> sorts of things. The funny thing about a little bit of insight into that, that side of the, the business is it's not uncommon that they are, and these, these are women who are in stable relationships, who um, just by their methods of payment, we can tell that they're trying to, let's say, keep it off the books, so to speak. Ah, right. So they're trying to stay youthful forever. They don't necessarily want it to appear on the credit card statement. Look, I think this has been a really interesting episode of about revenge bodies. I 
wish that I had thought of it many years ago during breakups. But anyone that is thinking of going to surgery for whatever reason, please feel free to head to our social media pages. If you have any questions to ask Kim and Richard, feel free to head online as well. Thank you so much for joining me, Richard and Kim. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Alex. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Keeping It Real. To keep up with our next episodes, go and subscribe on Spotify or iTunes or wherever it is that you get your podcast. If you have further questions or want to take the next step, visit www.replasticsurgery.com.au or follow Re on social media. 